This is the All In Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Welcome in, everyone, to the All In Clemson Tigers podcast. I'm Riley Hughes, and I'm here with Carter Hughes. We just finished re-watching the UNC Clemson game from this Saturday, and we are here to bring you a recap episode. I guess we should start with, ah, uh, that was close. <laughs> I was going to scream loud, but I didn't figure anyone would appreciate that. Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, that was my closest to a freak out scream as I could get for a podcast, but yikes. Was that scary? That was not... Kind of uh, close, I'd say. Uh, I would say that's about as close as you can get, actually. Let's not go through that anymore this season. What do you say? Let's not. Nope. <laughs> it did spice it up a little bit. It gives us a little bit more to yeah, talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which I guess is good for us. Uh, does that mean that this podcast is bad for Clemson? If a near loss is good for us? Take it either way you want. We'll talk about it off the air. How about that? <laughs> In case you were in a cave or under the ground for some odd reason, spoiler alert, Clemson beat UNC 21-20 to last Saturday. Uh, and it was an ugly game. There's no other way to put it, really. It was not a particularly well-played game by Clemson. So let's talk about some of those takeaways. Uh, but first, as we are wont to do, let's start with, with some funny Dabo Sweeney sound. It's not funny, I guess. But I think this is every Clemson Tiger fan today and probably for the next couple of weeks. Here's what Davo had to say in his post-game press conference. We're going to be all right. We'll be all right. There ain't no reason to panic. We're going to be all right. (laughs) Panic! (laughs) Uh, Do you think Davo Sweeney is trying to convince himself that it's going to be all right? We're all right. I think so. I think throughout that interview he said that like, five to ten times in like two minutes <laughs> just convincing himself yeah i i think it's not working at this point <laughs> uh because especially at least the uh the national media isn't buying it at this point because as of today uh clemson is now second they're no longer ranked first oh boy watch out uh what's that, fa- that your favorite phrase that you like to say oh yeah roll tide yeah oh <laughs> uh, i beat you to it yeah uh, man. Yeah. So I think Dabo, that, anyways, I, I guess we just play that because that's how I felt every Clemson fan that I talked to since that game I mean, has acted. What else are they going to say? Like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, they're not, but like, well, maybe we could be the first ones to tell you that <laughs> you're screwed Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously not going to say that, but I just thought it was funny. He did, he did sound like a, like a coach doing some damage control. At this I wonder point. what the locker room is after the game. <laughs> it was interesting, I'm sure. But hey, they won. And that's something else that he had to say was a win's a win. And they've reached their goal. They're five and zero. That's true. I mean, we've said for a while now that they've had to be ready for one of these games that teams could come out and hit them hard. And they did. And Clemson did answer the call, but it wasn't pretty either. Barely. So. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because we have been saying that from. Literally episode one that mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that they were going to get into one of these games and I actually thought they were going to lose one of these games. 
Obviously, they should have. Yeah, I'll be happy if I'm wrong, but I thought this was going to be the game, and I thought I was going to be right. I'm glad I was wrong. Anyways, let's... I have an interesting stat, at least to tell you before we get to our three biggest takeaways, and that is this stat, that Saturday was the first time Clemson and Alabama have both trailed after the first quarter on the same day (laughs) since November 6th, 2010. We are here for all your wacko, crazy... Stats Stat that mean absolutely nothing. We are on the cutting edge of those. Uh, and the reason that stat is true is because Clemson trailed North Carolina 7-zip, uh, and they won 21-20. And Alabama trailed Ole Miss 10-7, but they won 59-31. <laughs> That's probably why they jumped ahead of Clemson. Yeah, a different game. Although, I mean, Alabama's defense it sucks. It's not very good right now. But they'll be okay. They'll be okay. No need to panic. It's all right. Okay, so let's not panic, and let's talk about our three biggest takeaways. Uh, my first takeaway is that it's time to panic. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <clears throat> my first real takeaway is that this team has a long way to go. And that's not to panic, because Dabo Sweeney's been saying this, the players have been saying this week after week. Coming into this game, in our last episode, we played you a sound of Dabo saying, all right, it's time to show that we're a team that's played four games now. It's time to improve on all the aspects of the team that have been lacking or that have been inconsistent. And so we were hoping coming into this game that we would see that, and lo and behold. It took a step back. (laughs) Exactly. We didn't see that. And in every aspect of the game, they missed a field goal. They muffed a punt. Well, it wasn't a muff punt. It came off of one of the – one of the Clemson players that kind of scooted in out of bounds, thankfully. They had five pre-snap penalties on offense. And we'll get to the offense That's here. That's ridiculous. Uh, Etning fumbled. And <laughs> ETN, come on. we People should know this by now. It's just funny every time I hear it. I'm like, wait a second. That's not a, oh, wait, it's a joke. It right? does take you a couple of seconds to catch up to it every time. And they also several times had substitution errors. And Dabo said after the game that they were outplayed and they were outcoached. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. At least the out, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm, again, I'm not an expert necessarily, but Clemson did enough to win, but they also did enough to lose. Oh, certainly. yeah. They were almost trying to lose. I mean, so, I th- it definitely shows if outcoached for sure. I mean, if Dabo Sweeney would have outcoached Mac Brown, it would have been 45 to 10. <laughs> If it's 21-20, I think Mac Brown did his job pretty well and gave his team a chance to win. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously the players have to are the ones making the plays. The coaches can only do so much. So I'm not necessarily willing to say that Devil Sweeney was outcoached, although he did admit it himself. So I guess maybe I'll disagree with him to make it easy. But this team has a a long way to go. And Mm -hmm. I think that brings up a question that may not be very popular around here, but is Clemson currently one of the four best teams in the country? What do you think? Uh, I want to say no, actually, just based on the other teams that have been out there through the first five weeks of the season. I mean, I don't know how you can really say that they are, even if you stop comparing it to last season's team and stuff. Like, this team just isn't up there with other teams right now. I mean, obviously they're winning and beating teams up, but like you can't say that they're better than LSU and Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State right now. At least I personally can't. So, yeah. well, there are some people who are saying that, and I'm not here to take pot shots at people necessarily. But, but I was let's reading, do it. yeah. But let's go for it. Why not? Uh, Will Vandervoort, I like your work. Keep up the good work. And he writes for the Clemson Insider. But 
I wasn't a huge fan of a piece that he wrote uh, with just yesterday. Clemson titled Clemson being is being treated a little unfairly by the national media. And his subtitle is Tigers answered one of their questions on Saturday. What has Alabama and Ohio State done? Um, they haven't had to answer any questions. Yeah, yeah. They've walked in and taken care of business every game. Yeah, and I guess his point is that, okay, one of the questions we had about, we always have about these top teams is how are they going to respond when adversity comes? Okay, well, we sort of have an idea of how Clemson is going to respond, I guess. I mean, I would say they got lucky. <laughs> well, let's also remember it's North Carolina, not Alabama. Or okay, well, and that's my point. So all these other teams, as Will mentions, they haven't played anybody good, just like Clemson. Actually, Clemson has probably played a better team than Alabama or, or Ohio State has. Isn't like Texas name like one and three, though? <laughs> no, I think they're two and two right now. Okay, two they're ranked at least. And the best team that Ohio State has played is like Nebraska. And, or Indiana. So nothing much going on there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks for getting me down this rabbit hole. Yeah. My whole no point problem. is, or Will's <laughs> point, excuse me, was that uh, you know Clemson has played better teams and they've shown up when adversity has hit. So why are we saying that Alabama and Ohio State are better teams at this point? Well, my answer is Ohio State and Alabama haven't had a close call like this to a team that they've played on equal standing as North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Alabama hasn't had a close call with teams like New Mexico State and Duke or Ole Miss, who they just played this past week and destroyed. Okay, so maybe if they had had a close call as well, then we could be talking, you know, I think that's a real argument. But uh, I, th I think people are trying to, it's funny, all the Clemson fans are saying, oh, stop overreacting to this. We won. What's the big deal? And then, uh, you know, on, on the other side of things, we're trying to defend Clemson's performance and bring it up against these other teams where at this point, it, it, like, it's obvious that Clemson isn't as good as they could be. And if you watch Alabama play or Ohio State play, they just look better. Maybe they haven't played a team yet, but the reason they haven't faced adversity yet is because they just look better than Clemson at this point. It's okay to accept that. It's only five games in the season. We don't need to freak out Clemson fans. Tiger fans, take a chill pill. It's fine. So, I mean, really the only takeaway that they could have for the positive is that they won the game. That's like, it. it. Straight up to your point, like all the other teams are taking care of business. I know people say these good teams find ways to win, but then there's also the saying that these good teams just take care of business against people that they should, and that's what they're doing. Exactly. Clemson is doing that, but just barely. <laughs> barely. Well, I mean, we've talked about it. Even in their wins, we've questioned – uh, how how good this team looks. They just they don't seem to have put things together. I think their ceiling is incredibly high, but they haven't reached it yet. So let's just take a step back. It's okay that Alabama is now ranked first and Clemson is second. Maybe this will be a wake up call for the Tigers. Mm -hmm. Let's let's hope so. Also, Texas A&M is ranked twenty fifth and they're three and two. Well, they just won. Yeah, I think they were ranked twenty third. I think I was a little off there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, my second takeaway is. And I'll just read it for you as I wrote it down. The offense? <laughs> Question mark. What the heck is going on with this offense right now? I'm so confused. It's something different every week. I don't. It's strange. It. So I guess what I most noticed this game, and I haven't been able to, I haven't articulated it exactly right. I think that in the weeks before, but 
I think it just hit me that they're unable to move the ball unless they're getting chunk plays. Unless they're hitting on explosive plays, they're not moving the ball. They can't seem to put together a drive that lasts, you know, six or seven minutes where they run 10 plays and they pick up chunk, smaller chunk yards, I guess I should say, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 yards, something like that. I mean, that's what made the offense so potent last year was sprinkled in to those explosive plays that were a lot fewer than than this year, honestly, was they would, you know, Trevor Lawrence would throw the ball for 15 yards to, to T. Higgins. And ETN would run for 12 yards here. You know, it was just back-to-back plays of double-digit yard plays. And they just can't seem to do that. And it it was very obvious in this game. The offensive line had a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the second least... Um, amount of rushing yards that they've had in a game. They had 121 against Texas A&M. They had 125 against UNC. They couldn't seem to open the the running lanes consistently. And the one thing that they have excelled at was pass protection. And they failed at it this this week. They gave up seven quarterback hurries this week. They only had a total of four in the four previous games. Hmm. That was not good. And Trevor Lawrence was getting lit up. Yeah. You and I, I guess it was in the fourth quarter when he, well, it was sort of funny, you could say. Uh, he, he got destroyed, but both of the UNC players got hurt on the play. It just shows that he's also just a freak athlete. Yeah, yeah I guess. But man, oh man, this, this has to stop. Just this has to stop. Protect Trevor Lawrence at all costs. Uh I, I, but unless you want to talk, I guess we could just talk about Trevor Lawrence now. Yeah, I was just, speaking of that, like he ran the ball a lot in this game. He did. He like, I mean, he got hit quite a few times. I know he got another rushing touchdown, which then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, look at him run the ball again." But he's in most of his runs, he he was sliding down. He, he was doing yeah. a good job with that, even though his slides are awful. Yeah, and I I actually thought that most of these most of his running plays were good because they weren't designed runs. They were him extending the plays just like the coaching staff once wanted him to do, do this season. And he scooted out of bounds most of the time, several yeah. of the plays I saw. But he just has a tendency, man, to take his. That, yeah. I mean, that, that one hit see. that he got hit by the two guys, like he was just crunched in between two of them. I don't. And that wasn't, that was the second or third hit where you yeah. and I both looked at each other like, oh, I hope he gets up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he had, he had 45 rushing yards on 11 carries. Good for him. Uh, he, they needed it this game. They really did because mm-hmm. nothing else was working. ETN had 67 yards on 14 carries. Not much going on I mean, there. he looked good in the first quarter. And then just like the rest of the offense throughout the second and third and most of the fourth, it was just stagnant the whole time. Yeah, there, there was nothing going on. And really, I just can't put my finger on what's going on with him. I think at one point I, I turned to you and I said, you know, Trevor Lawrence doesn't look all that bad, but that's not what we want to be saying about Trevor Lawrence at yeah. this point. He finished 18 of 30 for 206 yards and a touchdown, total QBR of 62.8. Meh. <laughs> not much. I mean, not much better than Sam Howell, who was 15 for 27, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he wasn't outplayed by Howell, but it it wasn't, it was sort of a wash, I felt like, at that point. It it's just it's inconsistent inconsistency excuse me i think is what i'm seeing he'll hit several of these out routes or these comeback routes 
and he throws beautiful balls on several of them, but he overthrew yes. four or five plays. That that a few times that we looked at each other, I was like, is that another overthrow? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you said before the game we were talking about it. You said I think he's just he's just overthrow, overthrowing receivers all the time, and he did nothing this week to prove that he's gotten better at it. You know that it's that it's going to be sharpening up anytime soon. Yeah, that's. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. I asked if it, you think it had anything to do with how tall he is, but then you made the good point that his receivers are basically just as tall as he is. So it's not like like you said he's overthrowing these six four wide receivers. It's like that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, when you're overthrowing <laughs> T. Higgins and Justin Ross, who are 6'3", 6'4", with a pretty good vertical, you got some work to do. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird, though, that he gets this awesome pass on the sideline, and then he just overthrows a wide-open guy. And there were two or three. There was one specifically for a touchdown that he overthrew, for sure. Oh, and then, he had two receivers Yeah, two open. receivers open, and he just overthrew them both. And there wasn't, there wasn't immediate pressure. He did get hit, but it was after he threw the ball. Yeah, it's just inconsistent. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to take for him to get back on track, but that needs to happen. And so that kind of poses the question, can Clemson win the national championship if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing at a Heisman caliber level? No. You don't think so? No. I mean, we're seeing it right now, aren't we? I mean, Trevor Lawrence definitely isn't Heisman caliber right now, even if Mac Brown says he is after watching the game. <laughs> he said that in his interview. He, but, okay, well, let's put it this way. He makes... Heisman winning plays plays yes once not, in a while he games. has this season so far mm-hmm. but he's not consistently making those plays yeah I mean it's going to come down to these games it's coming down to Trevor Lawrence if he's going to play good or not and one of these times one of these bad games Clemson's defense and the rest of the offense isn't going to be able to pick up the slack and they're just going to get beat yeah I mean the, the defense deserves the MVP of this game mm-hmm. no doubt no doubt and I would say that Clemson could win the national championship if Trevor Lawrence is playing well, he doesn't have to be. So we'd have to define what well is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he doesn't have to be Heisman level necessarily. The way he's playing right now. Yeah, he just needs win? to be consistently good. I mean, I think he could be a game manager at this point in Clemson, as long as the rest of the offense is clicking. As if the you know if the running game is clicking, then he doesn't have to be amazing. But right now, they need him to be much better than he is. We can at least agree on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, Again, I, I wish I knew exactly what was going on. And one more point I guess I do have is that they're getting behind the, behind the sticks is what's happening a lot of times. So they'll, they'll run the ball on first down for four yards. They seem to be in third and six nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Just this perpetual third and six arena that they're in. Yeah, so they'll run for four yards and then they'll throw a, a smoke screen for nothing or they'll throw an incomplete pass and then they're in these long third down situations and they just haven't been good on third downs. Mm-hmm. So they certainly, they just, they need to get it together and they need to get it fixed. And they have a bye week this week, which is good. And this may sound silly at first, but then they have FSU coming up, which is a talented team that has struggled, obviously, mightily this season, but a team that can put up points mm-hmm. better than North Carolina could. And if North Carolina could have just simply put up a points, <laughs> this game would have been different. Yeah, but they didn't, and so we don't want to play that what if game necessarily. But they need to get they need to get things right before they start heading into teams like FSU, who are talented. Who if they just happen to put a a great game together, 
watch out because we may have another one of these games. I mean, they're also just showing all the mistakes that they have and all these teams coming in week after week are seeing more of these mistakes that they can capitalize on. And yeah. Clemson's just showing how they can get beat. Yeah, just, It just takes one of these teams finally playing a whole game and doing that. It's, we're not that far off. I mean... <laughs> no, and I don't think North Carolina even played that well. Like honestly, I was reading a, a few articles and they were like, oh, North Carolina was playing out of their mind. I was watching that game... I mean, were they watching the same game I was? North Carolina played well, but North Carolina didn't. They put up twenty points. It's not like they put up forty points yeah. on Clemson. Yeah, like I mean, I've never. I wouldn't say what never. I haven't seen that many North Carolina games. But you're you're telling me that's their best game that they could have ever played. Like no, they, I think that they were game managers. They played it well, and honestly, they lost just on a. I think a bad two point conversion call. That's what it came down to. Yeah. Well, we'll t- let's talk about that in a second. But the last takeaway, and this one's pretty, is kind of granule, but uh, maybe the kicking game is an issue again. I think ever since you said you, Clemson found a kicker, I don't, he's missed two or three I, kicks. I guess we jinxed him. I don't know. <laughs> the one he missed, whew, that was bad. That was ugly. And I think they, I mean, they didn't kick at least one field goal. They went for it on fourth down mm-hmm. in range, at least of a field goal. No, it would have been a long field goal. But I think they went for it because they didn't trust bt potter so i, I think we, we i don't we, think that's a huge deal i mean alabama most years doesn't have a great kicker i know but alabama has not made the the uh championship game or they've lost games because their kicking game has yeah. not been very it's good true. yeah and this was something that i thought we had fixed and looks like a struggle again so that's something to keep an eye on there are many other takeaways we could bring for this but let's talk about a couple of other things about the game Obviously, there's a two-point conversion that seems to be kind of controversial, which I don't understand. I, as soon as he said, we're going for two, I said, of course, you go for two. And I've been reading a lot of people on Twitter and so on and so forth who are laughing at Mac, Mac Brown, Mac Daddy Brown, for making <laughs> a terrible play call. Well, this is what he had to say after the game. I've always had the theory that the longer the game goes, the best team wins, and they have the best team. So my thought was, go now. We've got momentum. They're tired. They're on the field. That was the best chance for us to win the game. If I, if I had to do it again, I'd, I'd do it. I'd run a different play since that one didn't work. Fair enough. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It wasn't a great play call, I would say. I mean, I guess we're only saying that because it didn't work. But also because I heard – I didn't see it, but I heard that they ran a very similar play on, a other, on another – two-point conversion against Wake Forest as well. Which doesn't make sense to run the same play over. I guess several Clemson players said that they knew it was coming or had an idea. They were at least watching for it. I just see it as like, did North Carolina run the option once throughout the day? No, but like surprise. I mean, I guess that helps. The quarterback didn't have any options. I was telling you it would be a fine play call. He did. It was called the option. (laughs) Okay. I I told you it would have been a fine play call if he would have had the option to be able to throw the ball as well and they just have a wide receiver i think they would have probably gotten the two-point conversion with that but i don't know why you run to the boundaries against a team like clemson north carolina was having most of their success running the ball right up the middle anyway i mean we're not gonna we will question his play call but this isn't a north carolina podcast i mean it does show again though that clemson's defense goal line stand once again if they have a calling card it's the goal line stand exactly yeah i mean clemson's defense played well like, oh, de- yeah, definitely. I guess that could have been one of our takeaways, really. I just hate saying the same things over and over. But the defense 
is obviously the best aspect of this team right now. Definitely. And besides giving up two big plays in the first half, one of which was on the first drive, that long touchdown pass that A.J. Terrell gave up, and he's struggled throughout the season. Uh, he needs to get better, obviously. And so besides that play, and they gave up after the ETN fumble, they gave up a long rushing play on a counter that led to a touchdown. Outside of that, they didn't. They played a pretty good game. And outside of the fourth quarter, where they North Carolina had the ball for the last nine minutes, <laughs> that last game, drive lasted for nine minutes, which is insane. They couldn't get them off the field. Two fourth down conversions, a couple of well, maybe one third down conversion. I think is what it was. But overall, the defense played really well. You can't fault the defense for this game. They gave up under 300 yards, 144 passing yards, 146 rushing yards. And they only gave up 20 points. If you only give up 20 yeah. points, you should win the game if you're Clemson. I, I mean, they did, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I loved everybody was freaking out at the beginning in the first uh, in the first half. All the TV announcers were like, oh, Clemson has given up more points in the first in this first half than they have all season combined, which is true. They had only given up 12 points and, and all the other games combined. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, hadn't... Two touchdowns. Well, they hadn't let a team score in the first quarter oh, at that's all. Right. That's what the stat is, yeah. Yeah, and they hadn't given up a touchdown in the first half. And they gave up two touchdowns in the first half. And the announcer's like, oh, no, they give up. <laughs> give me a break. Yeah. It's fine. It was going to happen eventually. At like some it, point, It yeah. had to happen. But overall, the defense played well. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the two-point conversion. So they, <laughs> they did a great job. Good job, Clemson defense, for standing up because you saved Trevor Lawrence and the offense's butt. The second, I guess, I think the turning point of this game was, and this comes back to the to the um, the issues that they have where they're not playing as sharp as they could, is ETN's fumble in, I guess it was the second quarter. They were driving. They were actually having a great drive. And then he fumbles. Clemson was going to go up 14-7. to seven. You kind of think at that point Clemson has control of the game. North Carolina didn't move the ball at all outside of the drive after ETN's fumble. Mm-hmm. They didn't like they weren't ever within scoring distance. But that little momentum after that fumble, that's what busted that long, you know, that long run play came right after that. So you can't even fault the defense. It was a short field. But that was the play that stood out to me where I realized uh, it's gonna be one of those games where they're just not playing as well as they could, and their best players aren't living up to the standards we need them to. And that's what opened the door, I think, for North Carolina this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple of other questions for you. Is it time to panic for the offense? We just talked about the offense. Is it time to hit the panic button on Trevor Lawrence and the offense? I don't want to. I don't want to make you that guy who panics, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe not full out panic, but. Again, we, we we talk about this every single week. I mean, we're ready. This will be next week. It's week six of the season. Like, yeah. That's already halfway over, isn't it? Well, yeah. The, yeah, the like, season's nearly halfway over. And we can't. We just say it after every single week and nothing changes. And the excuse at this point is, well, they play in the ACC. They're not going to play anyone good. So it's okay. They have a I lot mean, of time to get things figured out. But why not? Let's get it figured out now. I mean, you're, st- like, you're developing habits right now. Like against these worst teams, you're doing things that you wouldn't do against better teams. And you're just practicing these habits. And one, again, one of these times it's going to bite them and they're going to lose on some stupid game that they should have won. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to say just panic actually. Yes. About the offense. Okay. I would say I'm about half panic at this point. I don't want to, 
again, I don't want to be five games into a season because the team is nowhere near to being complete. We remember in the past that the best Clemson teams have been the teams that have improved steadily over the season. But this team doesn't seem to have that feel. The expectations were so high that they just don't seem to be meeting them. But uh, yeah, as far as the offense, I'm about halfway in between panic and I don't know where at this point. I, I'm just confused, honestly. Yeah. That's where I am. And I, they obviously have the talent to reach amazing heights. But until I see it, I don't trust this offense at all. Mm-hmm. And they need to get it together quick because, I don't know, another couple of weeks of this, and the panic button will certainly be going off because, and this is something that's interesting is after this game, people have thought, or at least asked the question, does a one loss Clemson team make the college football playoff? Obviously it depends on, yeah, it depends who they're going up against. Yeah. It depends on how other teams play and how they finish, (laughs) but it's, it's a fair point. Clemson has their strength of schedule is not good. I mean, what I'm looking at right now, there's four SEC teams right now that I'm looking at with <laughs> Alabama, Georgia, Here LSU, and Auburn. Stuff. Like, all four of those you teams. You forgot Florida in there. Don't forget about Florida. Well, <laughs> they got a tough schedule. And then, like, you have Ohio State as well and Oklahoma. Like, as of right now, I'd see a one-loss SEC team that who didn't win the conference getting in instead of eight, instead of Clemson. I don't think that's going like to happen. you've been talking to Paul uh, yeah. Fall Pinebaum. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they can just based off of Clemson's reputation because then everything would explode in the world. Yeah. Saying like you can't let Clemson in all that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as of now, I see those teams better as Clemson. So Sure. Yeah, I don't think Clemson's one of the best four teams in the country right now. They're, they haven't played that way. I think they are one of the best four teams. They can be, yeah. I don't think they've played that way at this mm-hmm. point. Polls are stupid. It doesn't matter at this point. It's okay. Even if Clemson was out of the top 10 randomly, it's okay. It's fine. It doesn't matter at this point. But I don't think that they deserve the number one ranking. I think Alabama does at this point. And, um, you know, we'll see. I, it's it's too early in the season to decide if a one-loss Clemson would get in. But I think it's something – it should be eye-opening to them. And so that brings me kind of the last thing I want to cover at this point is, is this loss going to wake them up? Do you think it jolts them a bit and says, all right, we better get our our bleep together (laughs) because if we don't, any one of these teams, though they are nowhere close to our talent level, they can pull an upset Mm -hmm. if we don't play to our standards. Yeah. Do you think it wakes them up? Honestly, I don't think yet. I mean, I think Dabo has been waking up, woken up, whatever it is. (laughs) Awoken. I think this week throughout this bye week and stuff, he's going to get on them. Like, he better, first of all. But I think what really matters is if it's going to wake up Trevor Lawrence or not. Because, again, it all comes down to him, and it depends on how he plays. So if he comes out and just dominates the game, like, that just carries the whole team. That's what the quarterback does. And I think it all relies on Trevor Lawrence and how he comes out and plays. That's So I'm hoping it wakes Trevor Lawrence up. But... I honestly, I don't, I haven't seen anything to say that it has. So, yeah, we haven't seen it. There's been no evidence of it so far, but things can change. It's college football. Things can change on a dime in a week. And it's a bye week. So they have time. They've got two weeks to go over things. Exactly. And hopefully fix some things. Sure. And they get a Florida State team that the defense has been iffy and they get to play at home. Mm-hmm. And we'll be there. Yes, sir. You and I will be up very very high but we'll be there we'll still be there that's right (laughs) so that has to be 
Well, I think we decided that'd be bad luck for them initially. We'll find out after the game. <laughs> I've we've done some irrevocable damage to this program, calling out the the kicker and we've ruined <laughs> the kicking game and all those things. Anyways, those are our main takeaways. That's our recap from the UNC game. Like we said, this upcoming week is an off week, and then we will have FSU coming in. We will come back at you this week on Thursday and Friday with a new episode. We'll talk about, we'll just do a little season review, I think, and we'll talk about some of the biggest stories, as we always do. But again, Clemson pulls out a squeaker against UNC 21-20, but they fall to second. What could come next? We'll find out soon. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Be all in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Join our community of all-in Clemson Tiger fans. Just search for Clemson Podcast. This was the All-In Clemson Tigers Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers.